Welcome to episode three of the ID Corner podcast, where we talk about anything and everything related to teaching and learning. I'm your host, Jedediah Rex, instructional designer at Lawrence University. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and Spotify. You may also subscribe manually through the feed on my blog. Notes, resources, and episode transcripts are also available there. My blog may be found at staff.lawrence.edu slash rexj. In this episode, we are going to discuss the topic of note-taking. Note-taking is not only a crucial skill in the learning process, but I would argue a critical life skill. I was able to sit down with Julie Hari-Kiewicz, an Associate Dean of Academic Success in the Center for Academic Success, or CAS, at Lawrence University. In her current role, Julie teaches freshman studies during winter term, works in a number of different summer programs, including the Summer Institute program, and oversees many parts of the tutoring program at Lawrence. Due to the work that Julie does, she has a unique insight into the topic of note-taking, the current picture of note-taking on our campus, the challenges students face, and some of the ways in which faculty have and can approach note-taking. Part of our conversation will focus on each of these things, as well as strategies for instructors and students. In this first part of the interview, I asked Julie about the current state of students' note-taking abilities. We'll join the interview in progress. Can you share what you've noticed about current students' note-taking abilities? Like generally, what mm-hmm. is what is the picture mm-hmm. of, of today's students? So I feel, and maybe this is just my own perception, but that it seems like fewer students are coming to college having learned specific note-taking mm-hmm. strategies in middle and high school. And I think that on the flip side of that, professors still expect them to have those strategies. Mm-hmm. So there's okay. sometimes a disconnect, especially mm-hmm. with first-year students as they're trying to figure out, you know, how do I best approach learning the material for this class? Or if you think about high school classes, I don't know about your classes, but we didn't have too many that had lectures. A Not lot really of them, no. yeah. yeah, were <laughs> yeah. lecture discussion or just discussion-based. Mm-hmm. And so figuring yeah. out, you know, how do you take lecture notes? Mm-hmm. is a different and challenging skill. Um, so I think that maybe that's a little bit of a change over time because I remember having some explicit note-taking instruction mm, going back okay. as far as fourth grade. Oh, wow. And give okay. credit to Mrs. Clancy <laughs> nice. in fourth grade who taught nice. us a note-taking method that I still use today. Awesome. Awesome. That's cool. Um, so what are, you, what are some of the challenges that you see with students? You know, you mentioned that they might not have the, the note-taking skills, are there other challenges that you see students having? Mm-hmm. So I think especially note-taking in a fast-paced lecture class. Mm-hmm. I know there are certain professors who are noted for going okay. very quickly through material, and that could be that they are really familiar with the material themselves, or they feel like they have a lot to cover. Sure. And um, sure. sometimes, especially in a sequenced class where students need to take one, two, or three terms of a class that are prerequisites for other things, People feel that duty to cover certain material. Um, I think also how to take notes on different types of readings. Okay. You know, when I talk to students about note taking, they generally think about in class notes, but. Mm. A good note taker also knows how to annotate material, Mm. whether it's a book like a novel or an article or a textbook or even other kinds of materials that students might be studying. And some students, I think, especially novice students, don't always think of that as an opportunity for note taking. Um, And then also another strategy that a lot of people don't think about is how or when to take notes in a discussion-based class. It feels Mm -hmm. like, oh, we're just chatting, so why should I take (laughs) notes? on this. Right, right, right. Okay. 
Are there any controversies related to students and note-taking that you've come across? <laughs> there is one that really blew up on, on a lot of blogs and okay. even in some Facebook posts that I saw last year. Um, so the big controversy that I know about involves taking notes by hand versus using an electronic device, specifically mm, a laptop. Okay. Okay. Um, and there have been some studies done, and I looked up two citations for you. If your listeners are interested in learning more, we can probably link these oh, in yep, the podcast, def- too. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so some scholars called Muller and Oppenheimer in 2014, and then Carter, Greenberg, and Walker in 2017 okay. actually found that it was more effective for students to take notes by hand rather mm. than using a laptop. That's caused some people to ban laptops from their classrooms. Mm. I don't know that that's a big thing at Lawrence, okay. but... I do think there is, yeah, the tendency for people to get distracted, especially mm. if there's internet mm-hmm. access. Right. I've sat in freshman studies lectures <laughs> and seen people shopping on their laptops wow. and okay. things like that. Okay. So, but on the flip side of that, there are people who do either need an electronic device for accessibility reasons sure. or who might actually take better notes electronically. So mm-hmm. I don't think that the... Personally, I think the jury's still out. I would encourage people to try different types of note-taking strategies and see what works best for them. Sure. Okay. Thank you. We're going to take a short break. When we return, we'll continue the interview with Julie Harikiewicz. We will discuss assumptions instructors might make about students and note-taking and what an instructor can do to encourage a student to take notes. Let's return to the interview. You touched on this a little bit, but what perceptions or preconceptions, if any, do you think faculty might make or have about student note-taking skills? Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of them believe that students have been taught this skill explicitly in high school or maybe middle school, and Mm -hmm. that's not necessarily the case. Um, For a number of our students, they probably have been taught some strategies, but I wonder if they've really been taught a breadth of strategies or the Mm. idea that different disciplines or different types of learning might benefit from different types of note-taking, even if they have a strategy, do they have more than one? (laughs) Um, And then another strategy or another assumption that I think some faculty make is that students actually take notes while reading. And I noticed this as an instructor of freshman studies and try to actually talk to my students about this. And I know some of my fellow freshman studies instructors do Mm -hmm. too. Um, It made me think about when I was considering this question that somebody at a conference I was at once said a phrase that has stuck with me and I often share with students that highlighting, simply highlighting with a highlighter is no better than coloring in a coloring book unless you do it, I know, (laughs) unless you do it in addition to some other note-taking strategies. So I think, Uh you know, I see students who paint the whole page yellow or pink or Mm. blue, Mm -hmm. but don't have any other annotations on that page. And then they go back to look at it and there's no way to know what's the significant material versus insignificant or why Mm. did I highlight this and so actually I think explicitly teaching reading note-taking is an important thing for us to be aware of too. Okay how do you so in your work with students um, how do you encourage the students to take notes 
Yeah. So and one. Of, yeah. Do you provide? That's a great do you question. provide that? In, do you provide that instruction to them? I need to do a better job. I have to say, um, okay. in terms of freshman studies teaching, mm-hmm. and it's something I'm thinking about. I mentioned the summer program that I work in. This is something I'll definitely mm-hmm. be thinking about for this summer and okay. in the future. That I do some of this, but perhaps I could be even more intentional and explicit about it. So okay. one of the questions that I thought about is why do we take notes mm-hmm. and in mm-hmm. reflecting on that I came up with four main reasons okay and that can really shape how we take notes once oh, we sure. decide why we're taking notes uh-huh. so one of the main reasons I think we take notes is to maintain our concentration or focus mm-hmm. whether we're in mm-hmm. a lecture or reading sometimes our mind drifts to <laughs> oh I have to do laundry right. or <laughs> when is my next meal and <laughs> things like that um, we also of course take notes especially I think with reading to make sense of concepts Mm. to sort through to rephrase things in our own words um, Mm -hmm. recapture the information we also take notes so we can recall material later and that might both be true of lecture or meeting notes as well Mm. as reading notes and Mm -hmm. we can then use those notes as what what are called recall cues to test whether we know the information and then my dad would be very proud of me to have (laughs) the fourth purpose of note taking is it can serve as a reference or backup and I think Mm. that's the Mm -hmm. real life application of course that happens in college too um, Mm -hmm. but I have been quote unquote trained by my father who's an (laughs) attorney that I should also take notes when I make a service call to a company or organization Mm -hmm. and that you want to date the notes and you want to write down the uh, the name of the person that you spoke to. Mm -hmm. And that's probably good note taking practice for lectures and meetings too to note who's there, who's saying what, et cetera. And that those things can even, I hate to get super litigious, but could be used in a court of law. I don't think that's something we think of in the university classroom, but it's a good note-taking practice for all of us to have for quote-unquote real life situations. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Thank you for bringing that in. We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, Julie will share strategies an instructor may use to help students take better notes. Strategies Julie mentions in this next section provide instructors methods for helping students take better notes. Let's listen. In the work that you've been doing, how have you seen instructors supporting note-taking? Yeah, so I think that the the way I would like to frame this is that instructors really need to talk about when, why, and how notes are important in Mm. their own discipline and share research about the impact of various note-taking practices. If they do so, I think that lays the groundwork for students to be much more receptive Mm. about those strategies rather than seeing it as, oh yeah, that's just something that this professor does or it's just a quirk of this class, Mm -hmm. but instead as saying, okay, these are scholarly disciplinary practices that if I'm a historian, I might want to approach note-taking in this way. Mm, If mm -hmm. I am a biologist, I'm going to have a lab notebook and that's going to look like this. And so certainly there's some disciplinary conventions that are Mm -hmm. involved, but I also think, again, that sharing of research about the impact of notes, uh, and that could be across disciplines, um, could be really important as, uh, so what, or why should I care about this? Mm -hmm. So a few things Mm -hmm. that I think 
instructors could do to support note-taking. I know many of my colleagues already share PowerPoint slides with students in Moodle. Okay. And then I would teach students even further to not just use the PowerPoint slides themselves, but to annotate them or mm. use them almost as flashcards. I was talking about oh, recall sure. cues before, yeah. and so PowerPoint slide probably just has the basics of a mm -hmm. concept on there but when you use it to study for an exam you could use that in the recall queue sense mm -hmm. to say okay um, here's a PowerPoint slide about photosynthesis mm -hmm. how much can I recall I being the student or learner mm -hmm. you know about this process and not even look at the sub bullet points and then okay. uncover them and test yourself Another thing that I'm hearing more about at Learning Center conferences is scaffolded or guided notes mm, where professors okay. uh -huh. provide an outline for students with part of the notes filled in for their course. Okay. And I know that probably is going to raise a few hackles. Sure. I don't think you should ever provide the entirety mm. of your notes to mm -hmm. students. Well, okay. okay, I'll take that back. I think there are very <laughs> few circumstances under which that would be appropriate. Okay. Uh, maybe with certain kinds of learning disabilities or if somebody had an extenuating circumstance that caused them to miss a, a bunch of classes that okay. had key components. But there's probably other ways to address that. Um, but the scaffolded or guided notes would be that you have filled in some of the material and you're kind of modeling for students what the mm. start of good mm -hmm. notes would look like sure. and then you ask students to listen actively and fill in around that material mm -hmm. um, and maybe even at the same time you're also modeling maybe a bullet point method of note taking or indicating to them what you think is very important in the lecture okay so I think one other thing about um, what's important in a lecture, instructors can use verbal cues such as be sure to add this to your notes mm, or mm -hmm. this will be on the test is right. a big one. Yeah, um, yeah. And that sharing your own notes or strategies, including how you post things on the board, um, use a whiteboard in class could help. And then uh -huh. my last thought, and I have a little bit of mixed feelings about this, but could be actually assessing note taking as part mm. of a course grade okay and I think uh -huh. there's pros and cons to that sure. but if you sure. teach note-taking in your class maybe building that in as part mm. of the course assessment too well thank you I think those are those are great recommendations and, and I hope I hope the listeners will take some time to ponder those we will take one last break before concluding the interview In this last section, Julie shares note-taking strategies for students. She shares specific strategies for organizing and using notes to maximize learning. Uh, let's go ahead and now turn to students. So can you share different note-taking strategies that a student might use and briefly describe, describe those for us? Sure. So I think the key part here, just as it was with instructors thinking about strategies, is to think about why you're taking notes. Okay. And so mm -hmm. having different strategies for different disciplines um, and different strategies give different results. So to really do a little bit of metacognition here and say, mm -hmm. why are you taking these notes and what do you hope to gain from the notes can help shape what strategy you're going to use. So the most common strategies, I think, include outlines or bullet type notes, um, whether okay. you're taking them by hand or on a mm -hmm. computer. Sometimes there's um, 
kind of templates in there to help you shape those outlines if you're okay. using an app or computer program. Uh, I think the most common old school method is the Cornell note-taking okay. method. Okay. Um, if people don't know what that is, you divide up paper and you can buy paper already divided this way where uh, right to left there's about a one-third of the paper set off um, vertically and then two-thirds on the other side of that vertical line mm. and then the bottom third or so set mm -hmm. off and you okay. take notes in the big portion over on the right hand side of the page okay. and then you summarize key points or write study mm. questions in the smaller section over on the left side of the page and okay. then use the bottom part for a summary and then the idea in you don't do that while you're taking notes okay. those other two sure. sections you just okay. take notes uh -huh. and then later in a study session you make the key point or summary sections and okay. then in an even a further study session you can then use those to test yourself mm -hmm. on the material is the idea i think people can simply do that with bullet pointed notes simply by you know covering it with their oh, hand sure. or a sheet of paper yep. too um, so there's lots of ways to do that a okay. strategy i talk a lot about with my colleague cecile in terms of reading notes is something i call reading with a purpose okay and so how to shape your notes and your focus for reading is that you read with a question in mind and sometimes the reading itself can set that question for you so if I was reading a textbook and there was a chapter on the Civil War and this subsection was like the five main causes of the US Civil War I would ask myself what were the five main causes oh, sure. of the Civil War and then right. read to answer that and that could shape how I took the, my notes there would be okay. five bullet points and probably some sub bullet points under each one okay. um, but the reading with a purpose I think when you're reading mm. a scholarly article or something like that could be done through finding the author's thesis and then asking some generic questions but then kind of specializing them to that article so who is the author addressing who's their mm. audience okay. what's their main argument what evidence do they use with that audience and do you as a reader find it convincing why or why not those kind of things and then two other strategies I wanted to share were note cards. So you could use note cards in various ways, and I bet um, some people probably have been trained to use them mm -hmm. with various sources when writing a research paper. Okay. I know that's how I first encountered note cards, was you were supposed to write like <laughs> right. the full citation yep. at the top of the note card <laughs> and write all your notes on the note card. Um, but then that was helpful because I could lay them out, and rather mm -hmm. than having it on screen, which I guess you could lay them out in a certain way there too, if you had a big enough screen right <laughs> um, but I had a friend in college who covered her whole floor of her dorm room oh, with wow. note cards that way when she was writing her senior thesis and I remember okay. we were forbidden to walk into her room until <laughs> the note cards were picked up on the floor nice Note cards can also, of course, be used for flashcards. And then the other strategy for students is to not be afraid to use visuals, diagrams, mm, color, mm -hmm. timelines. And sometimes this is called sketch noting. Okay, yeah. And it uh -huh. made me think about the... Um, current popularity of bullet journals oh, that sure. people uh -huh. love to use color and decorate things and I think we really live in a visually oriented culture mm -hmm. and that the more that we can use multiple senses to recall information and possibly just to make it pretty it makes it more attractive makes us more prone to look back at those right, notes yeah. if if we've used color coding or something okay. like that too. 
And um, one last thing that I'd like to add in that I kind of forgot before about a strategy for students is to review notes at the time when they're taken. So especially Mm -hmm. in a class, if you can sit down right afterward, you probably missed some thoughts or trailed off, you know, Mm -hmm. and had to move Mm -hmm. to the next line. So you probably can still recall those things. Uh And then also review them later. Um, That's part of what's called distributed cognition. That people, that's why we shouldn't cram for tests is if you learn it all in one lump, you're not going to recall it for very long. You might recall it the next day. Might. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you learn things repeatedly and stretched over a period of time, that's the best way to move them from your short-term memory to your long-term memory. So thank you for sharing those strategies. Are there any note-taking pitfalls or challenges that you can point out for students? Mm-hmm. So I think a, a lot of novice students that I work with try to capture everything while taking reading mm-hmm. notes or even okay. lecture notes too and okay. don't know how to prioritize what's the significant information versus mm-hmm. the detail and that that can vary from class to class and that's really something where I think instructors can be helpful in sharing with a student you know okay what I'm going to tell you now isn't going to be on the test but might be helpful to you for contextualizing this information or something giving verbal okay. cues and then in terms of the reading helping students I remember working with a student who's now a junior when she was taking biology as a first-year student, um, and she brought me her biology textbook and Mm -hmm. actually was very upset about how she could memorize all the information in it. And I said, okay, well, so number one, we're not just memorizing. We really want you to understand the information and be Mm -hmm. able to apply it. But I think you're approaching this reading as like a tsunami of or fire hose of information coming at you. And no wonder you feel overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So helping students parse that information, Mm -hmm. make Mm -hmm. categories. Sometimes I talk about having like a mental filing cabinet or bookcase. And Mm -hmm. so if you have some kind of mental containers and then have your notes almost reflect that organizational system Uh can help kind of manage the the flow of information and decide what to prioritize. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for spending time to, to talk about this. And I really appreciate it. And thank you so much. It was my pleasure. Note-taking is an important skill for increasing student success in the classroom. I hope that the strategies shared in this episode will be helpful to instructors and students. If you do not already, please subscribe to the podcast. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and Spotify. Notes, resources, and episode transcripts are also available on my blog at staff.lawrence.edu slash rexj.